Welcome back to the Admissions Uncovered podcast. It's the college admissions podcast for the students, by the students. Today, another guest episode. Uh, I'm joined by another person I met on Reddit's r slash applying to college subreddit. Another huge plug, check it out, reddit.com slash r slash applying to college. Today, uh, today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We've talked a lot in the past, basically every single episode I've done has been about how to get into you know, traditional college, the Ivy League, what it takes, you do a common app, you do all this stuff. And I thought it'd be cool to take a little bit of a step back and think about all the other options besides the traditional ones that we all know of. What does it mean not to go to a four-year college? Are there four-year colleges that are kind of different or unique that aren't really in the main conversation about colleges? And I thought it'd be really cool to talk about that before we all dive into doing all those essays, just give everybody out there maybe a couple more options. And to do that, I'm joined by my friend, Ashley. Ashley, do you want to introduce yourself? Okay. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Ashley Chen. I'm an incoming um, student to the Stanford class of 2023 next year, and I happen to be a moderator of um, the subreddit are applying to college. So shout out to everyone Woo-woo. who's out there. So you're going to Stanford. Um, yeah. Where else did you apply? Um, I applied to a lot of really weird stuff. I also got into a lot of different types of schools. So um, I got into uh, Caltech, which is one of the early technology. And I also, on the other hand, got into a completely other like spectrum, which was Amherst College, which is one of the really famous liberal arts colleges. And they also happened to get into well, Stanford, of course. But then um, this very small school that a lot of you guys might not have heard of, that's also happened to be very famous for its mirror, which is um, Olin College of Engineering which is kind of the place that we wanted to um, focus around today. Just in general, like types of schools that not necessarily are on everyone's radar, but, you know, are still there and still very an excellent source of education. For sure. And I think the way we want to think about it is, is since we're just like taking steps back and thinking, why are we doing all this? I think it's like useful to think mm-hmm. about why we want to go to college. Because I feel like, at least in my life, it's it's been a lot of like, Done this, next you do this, next you do this, oh, graduated yeah. high school, and, and the next thing is college. And that's certainly one way to live your life. I feel like it's not the best way to live life. So maybe we can take a few seconds and just think about that question. Why why college? Oh yeah, it's always like people always feel like it's like the most like elementary school and then obviously Duh. going to middle school, high school, but then it's interesting because college is like the first one where you actually think about like which one are yeah. we going to, you know? Maybe for some people it's like it's, they go to a high school, they have to apply. Um, but college is like such a different beat. It's really surprising that that's like a thing. Like that's part of our, like you apply to college. You don't necessarily like, but you don't necessarily like apply to high school as like general yeah. thing. It's like the first time you've had a major choice in your education. Because look, for, for most people, yeah, it's like you go to yeah. the school in your district and that's that's what you do. And, and that's how public schools work. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything really wrong with that. I don't know, like maybe there is racial zip coding, redlining, et cetera, et cetera. But like generally it seems all right that you go to a school in your neighborhood. Um, but that just means like college yeah, is just yeah, so, exactly. the college application process and you want to go to college is so important. I feel like for a lot of people, it's like their first step in like the idea of fact yeah. that they have a choice. Like people, like it's not surprising that like some, for some schools, people will go like spread out far beyond like their own state and like go, like for my school personally, go to Oklahoma, people go to Mass, like Montana, like, and it wasn't something, what are you doing? Like, you know, a commonly accepted trend yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I think definitely, like, as a 
big transition point college is so you could consider it like a step into it because of the fact that you had to choose and you had to reflect and think about what, what you wanted to do but obviously just like practically college seems there's a reason why college is viewed as quote-unquote the next step and for if whether yeah. it's a good reason or a bad reason there's a college degree you're on aggregate better off you're gonna get better paid jobs and that, that's just like a fact that probably is true mm-hmm yeah, and I feel like a lot of people, do, like, a lot of people get stuck in the idea that they have, like, the idea of, like, a top 10 school is a place that they says that it's a thing to do, so they along. But then, like, halfway through the process, I've seen a lot of people go, like, why are we here? Why do I try so hard to get in this top school to go to a place that I don't even want to? I'm applying to this place just as my parents told me it was a good place, and, you know, now that I'm here, you know, so what? Like, you know, like, what's the point about all this? What's the point yeah. of all this? Process. And so, like, I think instead yeah. of having an existential crisis your junior year, when you're realizing, oh my gosh, I've spent three years that I don't like, you should probably do that yeah. before you apply or when you're making the, those decisions. In the junior yeah, year. Yeah, your junior year of high school. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so, like, for me, I think the reason why I want to do a year degree and reason why Columbia really appeared was... I actually really appreciate the core and the fact that it is such a well-rounded thing where, that we're actually reading ancient texts, philosophy. In my opinion, the reason why there's a lot of like, bad things in the world is because people are not reading books and they're all just like, because they're oh, yeah. all, like the, the trend now is all towards like technical education. It's all towards like, you just learn STEM. And look, like I'm an econ major. We do some math. I might be a comp sci major. I obviously the, see the value in STEM. I have a phone. I'm talking to you on a microphone that was created by STEM people. <laughs> but like if everybody was a comp sci major, I honestly would believe it would collapse. Oh no, for sure. Well, I feel like if everyone wanted to be a comp major, that, I mean, okay. But you have to make sure that you get this broad education, the ethics and the philosophy and how every single field, these are connected to every single other. And that's why I feel like, um, well, that, that's personally what I looked into when colleges, right? I looked a lot, a lot of liberal arts colleges. And if they weren't liberal arts colleges, I looked at like Institute of Technology, like, like MIT and Caltech that uh, really focused on the fact that um, other fields were reliant on technology or technology was wrong other fields and we couldn't live one without the other. And so that's what I looked into with the colleges that I applied. Like, for example, like a lot of, I'm really big on like the idea of arts colleges because they're such a, they such a broad spectrum of fees. And like, you get a very like broad expanse of like life. Cause I feel like with colleges, like what is the point of getting a higher education? if you just learn your major, like let's say you're in a comp sci major, you learn every single computer science thing and you go into the, your job and at your job, the only thing you would learn there is also computer science stuff. Like stuff that in, you know, like things in your college that you could have, you could have learned it in college. Like, you know, just that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like college is the point where you need to like spread a wide net. I don't know, every, like, like learn about the thing, the world around you, not just like specific on. To me, I, I think we're on like yeah. on the same wavelength when it comes to why we're mm -hmm. to traditional four-year colleges. But I think the point is yeah. that, yeah. you know, like I, I strongly believe everybody should get a liberal arts education, but I also understand that mm -hmm. not everybody's like me and not everybody thinks the same way as me. Oh yeah. So yeah. I yeah, think, definitely. you know what, we want to frame this discussion as like, you have a choice to decide college. And for us, it's for kind of the broad education. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's because I think the broad education, incredibly powerful. And the reason why mm -hmm. 
we have a democracy and the reason we continue to have a democracy, cross our fingers, hopefully. Um, but <laughs> if you're not like that, if you don't think the same way, we also wanted to talk about the other options. So first up, community colleges, trade schools. I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of, so a lot of my um, high school is on to mm-hmm. community college and, um, you know, they feel like there's an against shame about it. And I think that's like incredibly stupid. Like... <laughs> I don't know, like, I feel, I see a lot on how, like, on Reddit, everyone is like, oh, yeah, the only thing you can do is community college, and although it's, like, a joke, like, no one actually means that, it's incredibly, like, people don't actually think about, like, pros to do a college degree, because a lot of, you see, like, online, everyone focusing, like, top mm-hmm. 10 schools, they don't realize that you could honestly get, like, if you aren't looking for a place, if you aren't looking for that kind of, like, residential college experience, like, the community college is pretty much the best place you can go. Like, it's fast. It's basically, like, compared to the kind of, like, astronomical prices we have now, it's incredibly, like, and you can just, I don't know, like, and honestly, from what I've heard, a lot of community, like, professors are there to teach and not necessarily research, and you honestly might get a mission in, like, a, prof- like a researcher that, yeah, they, they might be the top of their field, but does that mean they can teach you what they know? Not necessarily. I think that's a really good point that I didn't think about, which is that because mm-hmm. community colleges are not focused on research, the professor's not doing research. Mm-hmm. Their, their, their job is, yeah, exactly. is to teach. And I think that's definitely one big yeah, advantage exactly. of the community college. I think the other thing is that you have to think about what you want. And for us, right, we started mm-hmm. to talk by liberal arts education. Well, if you don't, yeah. and you just want a, a technical education, exactly. why yeah. would you go to a four-year school that required you to do English classes when all you want to do is... Yeah. I don't know, like, learn how to fix a car or learn how to do plumbing. Yeah. If you want to do that, then you don't need a four-year Yeah, exactly. What are your goals, right? Like, if your goal is to just, is to get a job and, like, move on in your life. I have a lot of friends that are incredibly smart that know that their best path to, like, the next thing they want to do. Like, I have a friend that knows he wants to be an elementary, that he wants mm-hmm. to be an English teacher, right? And he's like, well, why do I even need to bother applying to college? I can just go to my state college, like snap out all of my, get my credential in two years, get out of there, and I could do whatever I want with my life afterwards. Like he sees no need to do it. And it was just an amazing thing because everyone else was so obsessed with the idea of college admissions when honestly half of them don't even want to go to college. Like you can mm-hmm. tell, you know? So it's... They're, they're more interested in, like, you know, like, the social aspect. and Not necessarily in the fact that like 70 grand, but the fact that they're miss, missing out on, like, big, like, I don't know. And, like, in reality, college isn't, you know, it's, it's almost, like, it's a luxury good for a lot of people. And that needs to be put right, back Like, there. if you know what you want, you probably don't yeah. need a big, broad education of that. Right? Yeah. So, like, there are also technical worth shouting out. One, one thing that you said before mm-hmm. we talked, and I think a really cool thing, is the Make School Institution. Do you want to talk a little bit mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, sure. So, um, Make School was, it's a two-year program that just actually got accredited, I think, last November. And it's really interesting. So, I actually talked to the founder ago at a hackathon. And um, basically, his he's, he, he's interested in, like, whole like, higher education field, right? His idea is, you get a bachelor's computer. So this is so this is basically a, think of it like a boot camp, right? Where instead of you getting a certificate after two years, you can actually get um, a bachelor's to computer science. And the thing is, you don't pay anything. Well, you don't pay anything up front. Yeah, you don't pay anything up front. You actually get a you get a job, and based on what your job, what you in your job, you pay that you pay a certain percentage of what you get in your salary back to that school after you graduate. So it's pretty much like, oh, we guarantee you'll get a job. And and since computer science is such a hot field right now, it's a very interesting new like approach to higher education. 
like just the idea of um, everything is perfectly applicable stage of life. For sure. Now, I, I would caution that because it's so narrow, if you don't know what yeah. you want to do, I would mm -hmm. say probably go to your institution or something that you just have the flexibility to play around a little yeah. bit. Because yeah. I think with yeah. community college and technical yeah. school, just like go into it and be like, okay, it seems like the highest paying learning to be a plumber these days. And you're just like, okay, I'll be a plumber, I guess. Then oh, like two years later, yeah. you're like, I <laughs> hate plumbing. Well, if you knew going mm -hmm. in, you wanted to be a plumber. But if you don't know, you're just picking whatever, you know, pays the most or seem the best option, you're basically falling into the same trap as the people who just go to college to be the next step. So I feel oh, like yeah. if you know yeah. what you want to do, you, you're, and it's a very specific mm -hmm. thing that you don't need to, mm -hmm. by all means, community college, two-year, technical path. But if you don't know, I think the move. Yeah, that's why it's important to start early. It's really good that people are starting early and think life. And I feel like that's um, the figure out, like, what am I really aiming toward or interests? Yeah, and on that point, I think we, we talked about this before, and this is a slight tangent, but I think it's worth mentioning all these questions about what you want to do. I think that's the reason why we view the big milestones, because you actually have to stop and think, okay, four years of high school, what did I do? What did I learn from? What do I want to do now? Mm -hmm. And I think the point we're all just trying to hear is that you don't need to go to a program to answer, right? You can answer that question and come out at the other yeah. side and say, nah, I just want to do a vocational school. And that's fine, as long yeah. as you've asked yeah. yourself that. I think the other thing we want to talk about is surveys. And this is not something I know the most about. I had a friend who applied to Naval Academy, but that's the extent of it. Yeah, um, well, the deal with, basically the deal with Service Academy, uh, the West Point, which is the, um, and it's basically, I mean, every, I mean, if you're a fan of U.S. News, <laughs> it's off, it's ranked as pretty much one of the best you can go. And it's, and, well, the deal with Service Academy is basically, is you can, and if you are a fan of you, yeah, it's ba they're basically ranked as the best place you can even get for like an undergraduate education. Be free, and you obviously do have to commit to service afterwards. But um, it's a good alternative to think about that kind of work, right? And then I do know who went not just for like, like because a lot of people think about like oh it's just for people that went to the army or something. Um, they they do have majors like cybersecurity, which is you know a really hot field right now, and there's huge need for that in the government and also within every other sector. So I don't there's a lot of different kinds of majors that a lot of people are interested. In, you know, there's a need for that within any every every type of government. And, and actually, yeah. there's also a lot of kind of humanities, social science type majors there too. I, I my friend at the yeah, Academy yeah. talked about having met so many people who are there to major in government. And it makes a lot of sense, right? Because if you're going into the military, you probably have some interest yeah. in the governance of America. Mm -hmm. And and you see a lot of, not a lot, but at least a few politicians who come out of service academies, major government, poli-sci, mm -hmm. econ type majors. So so definitely like there's, there's oh, a yeah. lot of options. Yeah. Don't think just because you go to a service academy, you have to do engineer some type of military Something related type thing yeah. you can go you do anything that, that mm -hmm. typically it's just like any did you look into applying yeah i actually did i was very close to applying to air force academy i had um i had a manager actually keep persuading me to apply to the naval to the <laughs> to the naval academy and then he, it's probably better if i apply to the air force because like they're more humanitarian and they like fit like, your interests <laughs> and stuff like that so we had a really we had and then he was even talking about how like oh yeah if you go there first you can just transfer out like if you don't really if you really don't like it and it's it's funny because they can't like basically like they don't tell you to like pay your tuition back or anything like that like you pretty much go to college for two years yeah. for free 
Which is really interesting. Yeah. The problem with service academies is that they have an extremely low top 10 colleges. Um, they just focus on criteria. Well, it's around the same, but they do have physical aspect. Um, so, well, it's the same thing around thing like leadership, uh, interested in service, and they have uh, part of their application process called fitness test, well as you need to get a letter of recommendation um, a congressman, which is something of interest process to go through that. Like, you can appeal to your, get like a letter of recommendation if they, it's a very different process. Pro, it's, it's just process that a lot of people don't like talk about or bring to, like I remember telling my ex about hey I might be thinking of flying to the Air Force <laughs> Academy and they were like you want to go yeah, into yeah. the military like it was they like flipped out and it would be and I had to like take a lot of time and go like yeah it's a West Point like what it's like the West Point of like the Air Force like what did you think it was just I was you know like so it's something that a lot of people think about but it's definitely a very good option for people that um and yeah. to be really clear for, for all the like people out there, oh, I would never go to the military. I could never be in the trenches with a gun yeah. or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. after yeah. the Naval Academy or Air Force Academy or West Point, you're going into an officer yeah. position. Okay. So you're, so you're not yeah. going to be like the front. Well, you might be deployed or whatever, but you're not going to be like the, mm-hmm. you're going to get into mm-hmm. an officer position. Mm-hmm. Also, not all positions are frontline. There's a lot of back end stuff. And also... Cross our fingers, oh, yeah. not anticipating wars anytime soon. Although our current orange oh, president yeah. could change that. Um, <laughs> the last thing is that there's actually real post job opportunity for military. It's because, you know, my friend who was going to Naval Academy told me there's so much networking that between alumni of the service academies um, and, and students at the school, uh, the rich families or really well-connected families whose children go to service academies, they're really involved in planning social experiences for the entire class the students in the class aren't as well connected so you get a lot of connections from there just because it is a breeding ground for really well connected related to um, business type people so it's a really great place even if you're not going to be in the village yeah i yeah i'm actually surprised why they are out like in full circumstance which is yeah since there's such like a it's basically gets rid of like two things that two worries a lot will have colleges cost and uh, like the fact of job placement asks you i don't know like it, there's just a lot of there's a lot of out there basically thinking about there's a lot there's a place for everyone there's a lot of opportunities that you might not think of yeah the one word of caution i would give service academies is that they're also not like a regular college as much as we're saying all the benefits oh yeah you're yeah. still you're you're in the military when you so you can't break laws mm-hmm. so there are certain laws that maybe college students might break not me of course i follow all the rules but yeah. some college students might be inclined to break certain laws about certain substances <laughs> and that would not be allowed if, if you went to this academy in fact they're very very strict on it. um also from from a friend i know he says that they're very strict about it and that if you break up break <laughs> those certain rules it, it isn't good yeah there's definitely pros and cons to every single non-traditional and traditional so but a lot of people care a lot more about specific groups in the first place right in fact that's i think that's totally reasonable it's okay if you want to do certain things that might involve being certain laws i think at least it's it's just a matter of your preference and what you want to try out what you want to keep doing you want to stop doing whatever you want there's something out there for you you just have to figure that that first part out what you want all right uh, I think now we want to move on to just kind of traditional schools and that four-year programs, but or 
so they're kind of for your first. You're just like wacky schools yeah. that that um, Ashley you yeah. brought up that I think are kind of cool to talk about. Yeah, so I'd like to talk about one of them. So um, I applied to um, a college called Olin College of Engineering. And it's, yeah, it's not that as well known the other engineering school like MIT or Caltech or that kind of. Um, um, basically, like every single school that I highlighted, um, they're very small. For example, the incoming class was 83 students, I believe, or maybe 86 wow. this year, which is tiny if you think like college. Like, come on, college is a place where you're party with, i don't know like a lot of people and have fun and stuff like that where and you're like that's that's gonna happen party without breaking place. any but, rules um, of course party without breaking any <laughs> rules that's right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but um the process i went through for this school is very interesting um since it's such a small coming class they had a more like they took a lot more liberty in choosing the their students right so i actually had to go through two rounds for school i had to do the regular common application do uh i don't know essays all the basic like stuff and then afterward there was a second round where um, you got your decisions back in it was january or february and that was an invitation to move on to a candidate's or just say oh sorry you were um the first round um and candidates weekend was where we went to and like itself um, it was, I believe, 100 students per round, and three rounds. And basically over there, we would just, um, you know, go through our go through another um, interview. And then we also had an engineering challenge that we did with um, a couple of judges. And um, that weekend was just us getting to know Olin, them getting to know us, and us figuring out if it's truly a good fit for us, since it's such a different place from what you might expect a regular college. And I think the, the admissions process kind of speaks to how different school, right? Is because yeah, yeah, schools don't yeah. typically fly in all their applicants. In fact, Owen yeah. is one of the only schools I've heard do that. There's certain scholarship programs that do that. UVA, Jefferson Scholarship mm-hmm. that I was a finalist at. They flew everybody out to do interviews and also to kind of sell them mm-hmm. on the school. But that's mm-hmm. for a scholarship program. Not everybody at UVA has flown yeah. out, right? So, so that's very, very yeah. special, I feel like. It was also a very unique program because um, they had a big focus on hands-on everything. Mm. So what their deal is, is they don't usually have traditional, like, um, yeah, I have a lot of friends. It's mainly what they do is they mainly just do projects. And um, that, re- that like, intense project-based curriculum is incredibly, it's in how high that ticket is. Like, I've heard, like, I've read articles about how there's, oh, if you have one Owen student, like, you're pretty much set for like, a hackathon or something <laughs> like that because... Because students, because the Olin's just know how to work from like work top down, work they know every single bit of the project because all the business side for it, all the coding over it, every single little aspect they've because they need to do project after project. Um, it's it's also in its own sense education because you have to focus on so many things while when a regular class you basically own side of it. Whereas if you have a project for every single class, you'd have to focus on every single aspect, which brings a lot about like. It makes you think a lot about applications and stuff. So, like, people from Olin yeah. are not and going on for the business side, people. <laughs> I guess you could say that, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I was, I was curious, when yeah. you went to Olin, because the school, did you no- notice, like, a big... Like, I- I'm sure you got the chance to, like, in classes and talk to people. What, what was mm-hmm. that like, that school? Um, I really liked that type of 
So, okay, so it was actually, it was really interesting because it's such a small community. You, there is no red tape and there's no like holier than thou from all the professors, which because all, um, the whole deal with Olin is they call the professors by oh, their wow. first name. And then I was like, oh yeah, I go biking with my professor like every morning and we go like, and then I went cross country skiing with my professor. And personally, when I was at the candidate, I actually got sick during no. my candidate's week. So I spent my first day like in bed going like, well, I'm screwed, right? But the um, director of admissions actually personally came into my room, bought me a Powerade. <laughs> That's you know? amazing. And then was like, hey, yeah, okay, I'll have breakfast with you tomorrow and see how 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 you uh, maybe you're okay then. And so we had breakfast the next day and then she drove me because we were because we were we were all the hotel. She drove me to Olin and then yeah, and then she kept she kept asking me if I was fine that day and she was like, Oh yeah, I saw on like like your Instagram story <laughs> that year that you guys were doing like this it was it was really it was so like such a tight knit connected school that I was pretty much at the end of like, what did I just want? walk into like it was an ex yeah it was not something that i expected from a place that calls itself right so there's so many like interesting like experiences and they're all like different. And, and at columbia like if you see a professor yeah. at starbucks you like mm-hmm. avert your eyes immediately like you do not say <laughs> hi like oh god i gotta get my caramel macchiato and get out of here we can't have a conversation <laughs> so, it, so it really is really different so again think about what yeah. you want think about what you want because I, and maybe it's yeah. because I'm, I think about engineering, but Olin just, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like even for engineering oh, yeah. folks, it's kind of not the most well-known. So mm-hmm. yeah, do your research. It seems like an incredibly engineering like mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'm the more, I'm the most humane you can get in STEM. Like I was not, I was like, I cannot handle like for just pure math and physics and stuff like that. I need to get out and manatee for stuff sure. or else I won't. But, um. Well, this school was a little because they actually um, have they're actually in a consortium with Babson, oh, which is one yeah, of the really yeah. good like yeah, and then Wellesley, which is pretty much like a really women's college, right. right? And so they share the, each other's courses and um, um, with a, like like a lot of other tech schools, which this is a really interesting like a lot of the other tech tech schools have a more aware like they're more aware of the fact that they need show collaboration between humanities fields and technology fields which i think is really thing like i don't know from kind of like but with like mit and with like mit and caltech i had like a lot of i got i kept getting the feel that they want you know they didn't just want like stuff like that they wanted people that could apply every single field to technology and that's the vibe i got from from um caltech from like mit which was something that people don't usually for sure yeah, and I think it just, you know, like, I, I think that's a big trend in, in today. Maybe as a result mm-hmm. of us seeing, like, backlash to tech, I think like Facebook and tech companies yeah. and everything concerned about privacy, that's really brought the f- intersections of philosophy and, and political science and just humanities and science to the f- a lot of contentions. Probably probably for, for good reason. Um, so yeah. so that's Olin. Um, let's talk about Deep Springs College real quick because I find that school crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I was looking into all these like just just really. You just want to be edgy. You just so want to be edgy, Ashley. Yeah, I just you know, okay. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. They were okay. So Deep Springs, if you guys don't know, it's pretty much cowboy school. Um, <laughs> it's um, so they have they take every year they take fifty people per class, and um, they are located in a really rural part of California, and they basically have a rule: you're not allowed outside of campus, like 
during a semester. And um, the thing there is um, everything is free. Like it's two, I think it's, I believe it's tuition free. And um, you have to basically, once once you get there, you're part of the farm, right? Like um, they basically live on and um, you are assigned a job and you have to pretty much help them feed cattle, you know, herd cattle, you know, um, cook the meals and stuff like that. So it's a very like, I don't know, it's a very different, it's obviously a very different place from religion. But it's all, it's also really interesting. Like, think about the types of things that you would like, not just, it's obviously not just like college thing. That's not a very, it's not a surface level education. It's you're living and you're working with all the people around you. You're learning about all the, about like the world around you in such a like isolation, like isolated way. And I think it's a very like interesting way to um, focus on higher education while you're in some world background. I don't know, like, the idea of uh, going through that kind of experience, like, that kind of such, like, an intimacy with, like, just, I don't know, people per class, is, was just, like, really, might not, maybe not, maybe it wasn't the right background for, but I thought it'd be something to share. Um, so, Deep Springs, I believe, only, it's only a two, it's a two-year college, so that means there's 30 people on campus, and it's funny, because, it's very interesting, because Deep is one, is a, known as a very good, like, feeder school to Ivy League, and top 10 which, if you think about it, is really curious because, like, it's such an out there college. Like, you know, you know what in the it's world? It's basically the opposite but of Columbia. I really feel a like... small rural school <laughs> where you do manual labor. Yeah, yeah, and you're not allowed outside <laughs> campus. Whereas Columbia is like in New York, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like it's a it'd be an interesting experience to anyone that's interest kind of like out of the way experience yeah and you know i think that's part of their educational philosophy which is that they Mm -hmm. they are very much a liberal arts but but part of their view of liberal arts is that you have to have labor like that's their shtick is like manual Mm -hmm. labor Mm -hmm. hard work menial Mm -hmm. labor all of that is essential to being Mm -hmm. a well-rounded and i think that's actually incredibly i don't know if it's i don't know if it's true or not i have to think more about that but i think it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely food for thought because the like critique yeah. of liberal schools and the critique of like basically like universities like too lefty or whatever, mm-hmm. I think often comes from people who have four year schools, big names, or like uppity elite. Um, and and, yeah. and like part yeah. of that is because when we go to some of these liberal arts schools, Columbia, for example, you're not learning how to do something that's going to roll to a job. Like when I read Homer, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be talking to. <laughs> Joe on the street trying to trying to sell him trying to sell him like enterprise software or something by referencing Homer like yeah. I'm not going to be a banker who's trying to like help someone buy a stock and be like hey did you recall that passage from you know Song of Solomon like, it's just not going to happen uh, so that I think part of that is why a lot of people have a distaste for like higher education today because it just seems so aloof and I think Deep Springs answer to that is that we can have both. We can both be down-to-earth yeah. people who do, quote-unquote, regular Joe things and read Homer and, and the Bible, and, or not ancient, like, Western camp, like, kind of foofy do philosophical literature text. And yeah. I, I think that's, like, an incredibly powerful, yeah. uh, like, the to the right critique of, like, right as in yeah. the political yeah. right. Not that they're correct. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's Deep Strings College. Um, you put cool. two things down <laughs> that I do not know what they are. So Alice Lloyd and, ah, and yes. Burberia? Yeah, so um, two other places, um, Alice Lloyd, yeah. And also actually Web Institute. Yeah, so these are all like kind of similar to like, things where um, they were um, 
they have their their own really big tuition in play. Like for example, with um, Alice, like Berea and Webb, like, you get pretty much it's a free tuition scholarship, and you don't need to pay tuition. And Olin is um, they scale it down to half tuition. So um, and basically. Um, with places like um, Alice Loya, like um, they actually require you to work, like work on campus as part of a program, which is a really interesting idea. Like just the fact that um, like it's something like what you said about the whole Deep Springs thing that college now we're kind of going there more for enter more for like the idea of like that kind of stuff than really anything. And I think these um, colleges kind of bring that back to the root and like we realize there's a lot of um, showing our students. Like, and, um, I just think it's an interesting philosophy to have. Just um, the fact that okay, we don't need to, to pay tuition here. You won't need to think of um, students stress out, but you will need to um, do, like, give give back to the community in a shape or form. And so for yeah. these two schools, is it true that anybody from any income range can apply? I believe so. Yeah, it's like, um, same thing with, like, Deep Springs and Olin. It's like, if you get in, then you do get that... Um, Free tuition scholarship. I believe Alice Lloyd, however, does have a conditional. Do not count me on that. But for other school, yeah, that's um every single student in that tuition. That's really interesting. Yeah. You know, like that reminds yeah. me of the debate going around about first, like I think we should. Mm. I think I really want to have an episode about because I have any thoughts about it. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll, we'll talk. I think you know more on that later. But I, I think it's cool that. There's schol- like full ride scholarships. They're just like anybody. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's good or bad, we can think more about. But I think it's interesting because it's definitely not something you see, especially at top schools. I it's think. kind of just. I feel like it's kind of just funding people toward like funding people that might hold the same mission as the sponsor originally. Because all these schools were most likely started by one sponsor. Like this is my vision for. It. Don't tarry off of this, right? And that's why they're so small, like, you know, like, where they can focus more on grooming in this society. And there's a lot of, and considering like, they're in the U.S., like, there's a, this basically shows there's a place for wants something different. And they're all interesting, like, completely, like, very interesting for these to have. And I see all of them incredibly productive in, with technology. For sure. Now, the yeah. final thing we wanted to talk about is if you're already in school and you're like, I really hate it, I hate this, I hate everything, <laughs> or you've listened to the end of the podcast and you're also like, none of these things sound interesting. I don't want to go to a four-year school. I don't want to go to a two-year school. I don't want to go to service academy. I definitely don't want to go to Deep Springs and like shovel cow manure. <laughs> then Peter Thiel, who I have many thoughts on, most of them are negative. <laughs> But anyways, he has an option for you through Thiel, Thiel Fellowship. And the shtick there is basically that if you're in school, you drop out. If you're not in school or college yet, you don't go to college. And instead, Peter Thiel gives you $100,000 to do whatever. I think, you know, hopefully to start a business, start, start a company. A company. Yeah. Like I'm sure some people things. Um, but yeah. Actually, I mean, really? I... I mean, like, it's $100,000. I feel like they have some flavor. Um, but regardless, it's like a... Basically, the shtick is, like, you don't go to school for two years. $100,000 builds. I think it's really interesting. Like, no matter what options that you have on it, I think it's a very... Uh, how do you say it? Like, a for interesting sure. approach to this whole higher ed thing. Because um, higher education, like, you can't deny that there are, you know, potholes mm-hmm. in it, a lot of wrong with it. You know, think about, like, the rising and Think about, like... The, no, the lowering admissions, the intensity around it, the fact that a lot of college like resorts instead of places like learning, right? There's a lot of 
there's like sometimes you just have people that just don't want to be a part of this and who realize that I don't need college to figure out what I do because I already have everything I need that I already have a goal to do it all I need is funding right and I think this is a really interesting um this is a really interesting fellowship to show out to someone and say hey look this is an example of the fact that we do not need higher education world that people just as talented and people that are haven't that don't go to like Stanford or have the same right of way in this world and I think it's very um, you know like interesting approach the solution of higher education since it seems like a bachelor is uh, pretty much the of a high school diploma at this incredibly sad you know like my response to Teal Fellowship is the same thing I started our conversation with, which is that mm-hmm. you ha- I feel like you have to at some point. You have to take a human and, and Peter Teal just hates yeah. apparently. Just like hates English classes, hates social science. Go build something. I don't we don't care about any of the uh, the other stuff. And and to me that's just like such a narrow um from such a narrow minded person. What mm-hmm. again, I have many thoughts about on, on um but but I think the other more practical thing, less like political, philosophical, is that Peter Teal wants an 18-year-old to take $100,000 and build a company. $100,000 is a lot of money. 18, there are genius 18-year-olds, but it's still a lot of money. And it's a lot of money to spend. And it's just like a lot of kind of like weird, there's like no training or like very little support involved. Uh, and just like, here's 100000 go. It just seems like such a bad. Um, I feel like it can go one way or another. Like really, like think about how many crazy, like, like what I mean crazy, like just completely like how do they even do that we have like in this world right now, people that I meet on and like how do they even exist? What, how do they even, where do they get time to sleep? You know, that kind of stuff. Are are they not like, I feel like they're like Nikola Tesla incarnate or something, (laughs) right? Right, so it's like, I don't know. I feel like the thing you said about how like we and stuff like that. I feel like his um, idea is that like there are other ways to do, to get that kind of education. You don't need to a place where you shell out $72,000 to read Homer, which you could pick up at a bookstore. What, like like $5 paperback? Like, you know, there's always going to be people out there who um, are that in- who are intellectual enough to do this on their own, who don't need to spend this kind of money to get that kind of education, to get, to be reaffirmed that, ah, yes, I have a bachelor's and now, like, I know what I'm doing. Like, and I feel like for those people that the only gateway they need to cross is funding. And that's what he wants to provide that one gateway we can, you know, move on. Which I think is a very admirable thing. Maybe not, maybe his his motives, his motives, like, oh, for sure. You know, but um, I think it's an interesting start, an interesting, like, mission. I think we should, like, yeah, it should be something that, it's an interesting project. It is, it is interesting. Again, like, I obviously have political thoughts on the even if you don't want to take English class, you should be taking English class and you should be think just a little bit past like what we do and, and is it right? Um, but just like practically speaking, there's also a networking aspect going to a college or going to some institution where there's like a lot of people of your same place. Like all of these places yeah. that we mentioned, all these kind of academies, even if they're community college students, there's still like meeting grounds for people of our age. And just not something that the old fellowship provides because while there is a cohort of fellowships and while there's like two people on staff that deal with programming, they're all around the world. You're not in the same city 
let alone the same dorm. Um, and part of entrepreneurship is, is networking, people who can help you, meeting who's going to join your company, be a co-founder. And that's not something I think you get out of the, the Teal Fellowship. Although I'm sure people will flock to you once you say you have $100,000 in funding and you're a Teal Fellow. Um, you're, you're never, I think, going to get the more natural networking and, and social experience that comes with not just a four-year end, but any place where they're meeting ground of people your age. Yeah, that was actually one of my main intentions in getting in, like, right? Like, I wanted to be surrounded by peers, maybe not in, like, like people that with diverse interests with the same type, like, interest in, like, the, like, stuff as me, right? And it just so happened that a lot of the top 10 schools and a lot of these, like, really niche schools had this type of mission I was And, well, I think if the Thiel, like, if the Teal Foundation has their, um, has that type of mission that other people, because like what we're in there's a place forever maybe some people are so are confident in their network that they know that this fellowship step for them and that they know that this like, network that they gave um getting this kind of a fellowship so in the end there's people different skills and maybe this maybe this fellowship is the people that like sure. us but there's probably people there's most definitely people there that would have really really appreciated the fact of just getting out exploring the world that's beyond like a college camp hundred thousand dollars for their own good yeah absolutely well, yeah. that was a really good episode about all the alternatives to just a tr- um, We had some wacky ones in there, but I think they're cool to talk about. Uh, thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on the podcast. Awesome. Well, also thank you to the listening to this podcast. I'm going to do my usual plug here. You know my two usual plugs. One is for the Instagram, at admissions. The second one is for our iTunes. It's a five-star rating at bit.ly slash Apple. But I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a new plug, and that plug is our email mail list. Like I already get emails. Why would I want another email? Well, I think we're gonna try to do some cool stuff with the email list if we have enough. Um, I'm gonna try to do not just like huge, but maybe just like some extra tidbits that we get to cut from the episode for length or other things like that. Um, so head over to admissions. There should be a pop-up that pops up. Put in your email and, and check out the new stuff we put out on the email list. Cool. So new plug, new email list. Check it out. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week. Just, yep.